right, welcome to Schooled by Cinema. This is going to be a mini series on the medium of cinematography in film. And uh, I am jumping off with uh, talking with James Coddington about The Matrix. Hello. Hi. Hi. It's me. How are <laughs> you doing? You're here. I'm so yes. excited. Yes, I'm excited too. Awesome. So, um, I just want to know, so this is kind of what I'm starting off every, asking everyone. Um, what is cinematography to you? What does that mean? Uh, okay. Uh, what, um, well, that's like, it's like how we, you know, see them. I don't know. It's, it's okay. Cinematography to me, it's like, to me, it's honestly, I think it's, it's one of the most obvious important aspects of filmmaking because yeah i mean they're responsible for getting us the images that we're going to be ingesting while we watch their movies so it's a pretty important part of the process it it is and the reason i'm starting off by asking this question is because this whole podcast is kind of about breaking down the different parts of filmmaking because they're kind of ambiguous a lot of the time people are like oh you know that's a you know that's a great shot or that's obviously done mm -hmm. by uh cgi and someone will be like no it's not cgi it's done like xyz and that's kind of why i'm i'm doing this and the reason i also wanted to to do the matrix is because it's such an interesting use of cinematography and visual effects and it yeah. kind of broke a lot of ground in that way well for sure and so what is your history with the matrix oh my history with the matrix uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good one it's a long one i mean it's uh -huh. and i i probably you know like mentioned on social media uh, uh -huh. twitter uh yeah it's 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 one of the movies that kind of like uh it came out when i was 18. Mm. so you know it was a good time for me like wow. to see it young adult um but i saw it six times in five days when it wow. first came out so yeah it kind of blew my mind i mean and i know everyone says that but it's cliche or whatever but it's kind of true you know like i just the way it starts and it, you know it kind of sort of feels you know noirish and whatever like a normal yeah. uh, but then two minutes in you know the trinity step fight happens and you're like okay this is a little weird but but then it's still you know just there's like the action you know chase sequence and but when it really kind of hits is whenever the interrogation scene you know between smith and neo for the first time and his mouth gets shut you know? Yeah, you know, it, 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 that's when you kind of know things are going to go a little crazy. Yeah, um, that was the moment that I was like, okay, I, I don't know what, I, I don't know what I'm watching anymore. Yeah, like, now I have no idea. Store for. Yeah, like, it could be anything. Anything could happen now. And that was yeah, pretty. I, I pretty remember cool. this movie coming out and it literally breaking everyone's minds. Mm. It kind of felt like. <laughs> Uh, because this came out in the one of the greatest years of cinema, 1999. Yeah. And uh, I think I was about 14 at the time. So mm -hmm. just a few years younger than you. And I just remember everyone like stopping what they're doing to see this movie. Yeah, for sure. Because you had to go see it in a theater because you wouldn't, you wouldn't 
I mean, of course, people can see it on their their TVs now, but at the time, sure. you, it was just so impressive, and everything that they were doing was kind of bl blowing everything out of the water that had come before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. It, well, and that, yeah, I mean, that, I don't know. We, like, we'll probably go all over the place, but like, it kind of ties <laughs> into like part of the reason was they were bringing so many other aspects of like, you know, the other styles of filmmaking that maybe yeah. weren't normal for mass audiences you know like asian cinema and whatnot like yeah and bringing it more to the forefront to new eyes who weren't used to seeing anything like that really especially in any like mainstream joel silver produced you know like action yeah. blockbuster movie so yeah i mean they were bringing some things to the forefront you know giving you know people new stuff to look at which is always good you know like opening up their uh horizons i guess kind of you know like yeah new avenues was, they can now seek out yeah and it was kind of so i actually watched this because i've seen it like a billion times so i watched <laughs> yeah, rewatched it again <laughs> i rewatched it again um but i actually watched it with the commentary from a okay. box set that a really cool person sent me recently oh, really okay. cool person is james coddington yeah I and, did <laughs> and the commentary was with the um visual effects and editing and and then also carrie ann moss so it was john gata zach steinberg and then you know carrie ann moss mm -hmm. and it was so interesting to hear them talk about it and that's why i'm like trying to champion as we all are physical media as much as possible is because they do have these commentaries which can enlighten everyone on all the the film if they want to go back and like learn more about it oh yeah i love commentaries and and this is like the first time you you beat me like <laughs> every time like i have been like guessing on a podcast or something i end up watching the movie like 20 times and all the commentaries <laughs> and i like oversaturate myself with it and this time i finally didn't and now i'm like kind of regretting it already immediately i'm like i should like why didn't i it, you know but it is kind of like you said because i've seen it so many times yeah so it, it does just kind of feel like i know it like the back of my head you know like i don't i don't need but but i do because I, just to refresh like oh yeah. that'd be nice to hear all those commentaries because i have listened to them obviously before yeah. but it's been a long time so i should have now i feel like i should have refreshed <laughs> no, it's my, okay. it's my want to like that's what this is all about it's like however you want to learn about film like <laughs> if you want to read about it if you want to listen about it whatever you want to do yeah. um but yeah the, the the one you sent me actually had four commentaries and i was like that is a lot of commentary i think it was like uh, a film critic there was i think there was some a music person on there and okay. i can't remember the fourth one and then obviously the visual effects one which i thought would be um most useful to this podcast but like this this is probably one of the most analyzed movies out there yeah i know it's and, almost tough to even like want to talk about it because you're like well yeah everyone has talked about this movie like it's been like like i said it's just done to death like all the philosophy of the matrix books like it's just everyone has yeah talked about the matrix forever but i think it's very um necessary to talk about in this context because as you said like people break down the philosophy of it all the time mm -hmm. and i'm sure people look at the cinematography as well but i think i feel like you know the red pill blue pill of it all is kind of overshadowing at this point since yeah they're like i don't know more than 20 years later like that has yeah, kind yeah. of been the 
legacy of it and all these effects have kind of because we're so used to seeing them in other movies they mm. they are kind of less talk discussed i believe yeah yeah it is kind of interesting yeah like everyone was focusing so much on the the story and the plot and like how you could interpret it so many different ways that yeah no one was really talking about how i mean sure they were but not as on the same level oh how good this movie looks how yeah. well it was made you know they were in terms of like bullet time and certain things but not just overall i mean like it's beautiful like rewatching it and like that's basically what i did when i rewatched it this time yeah was just kind of like i was just literally like shot for shot for shot for shot like just making a little note of like every minute of the movie like what yeah. was going on like oh this looks cool this is cool oh that's nice i like how they did that i like how they did that and like you know I'm, i got it here and it's like pages and i'm just like i can't mention it all here but like it's just it is crazy like how well it's just i know i think it's it took like four pages of notes which is yeah. like the longest i've yeah, done on one so far it's kind of crazy because there's so much happening in this movie mm -hmm. and listening to the commentary and how they broke it all down was um just so fascinating and so let's let's go from there and um let's start with um where you kind of jumped off from which is like the intro part with carrie Ann moss and her introduction of her character and how you kind of learn that things are uh <laughs> not what they seem with right. that interrogation scene with keanu reeves yeah well because like you know it, it comes in well first obviously you know you have the the computer uh-huh that's how we start which is a great intro right and then it you know it goes in and then comes out of the flashlight like that's yep. what i was saying like i mean all, every little thing that happened right like and then so the, the, the police come into this door right yeah okay and then trinity's head's coming up over the computer like and it's just all these little like shots that are like great and then it kind of goes that back was, out to the street yeah and we that get was the crane shot they filmed and that what, was the like, trinity scene yeah that was one of the first action films they 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 filmed mm -hmm. action scenes they filmed excuse me um but yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and no, they, yeah. they said it took four days to do okay and that that was actually the scene that carry on carrie ann moss used to um get the role because she had to go to hong kong and like and train with these people and they filmed it and they sent it back and the visual effects uh gata and steinberg were like this is the person because she's pulling this off that's so crazy like imagine they just send somebody to hong kong to yeah go, like oh here's your audition we're sending you to hong kong you know like yeah that would be wild. I can't imagine them doing that today. Like, but no, they just do it all in like screen <laughs> somewhere, you know. Yeah. That's so cool. And it, yeah. kind of, it kind of jumps off the influences of you know Lana and Lee Wachowski at how they are taking all these different pieces. Like they're really influenced by Hong Kong films and obviously action films and mm -hmm. um, kind of gothic uh like kind of hammer films as you see in the scene with morpheus later on in that kind of almost haunted house looking oh yeah yeah for sure that uh yeah. and it kind of jumps Raining. off their influences yeah exactly yeah it's really nice that that's another one that like the setup to that like there's all those I mean, like I said, I, my brain can't stop thinking of just about how, how the shots, you know, themselves and like yeah. you're up above 
the building as they pull up to it, you know, and the rain's coming down and then they come up to the door, they come into the room with, you know, he's framed against the window. It's like, yeah, he said, kind of like a horror movie almost, you know, or like, he's like, who is this guy? You know? Yeah. It's, it's mysterious, obviously, but it's all just done so well. Yeah. And so one of the things they were talking about is how, and this is something that kind of jumps off once you move past the Carrie Ann Moss scene and she like goes into the telephone, which is like, mm -hmm. whoa. And <laughs> after that happens and you mm -hmm. go to Neo and he's not the first person you see, you see Carrie Ann Moss and she like intrigues you into uh, continuing with the movie and you see Neo waking up in this green apartment. And one of the things they talked about is that everything in the matrix is green. Like it has that green mm. tone to it and everything underground or, you know, where they're in the Nebuchadnezzar is blue tones. Right, and yeah. so they had to work, do a lot of editing to ch take out any blue tones in there in the matrix, like none at all. And mm. then the other way when they're underground. Right. Yeah, I know. And I, that is one thing that I read uh, kind of, you know, I read a little bit, obviously getting ready and, people who i guess the new like the new 4k that came out yeah. and it was like uh you know people were talking about how green how much more green it was than they remembered it right and it's like well that's the way it was supposed to look right like that's yeah. the, the real way that's how green it was it was intended to be yeah we just haven't gotten it to look as good our TVs the right way yet until now do what our tvs are just catching up to the matrix oh, you're right yeah <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> yes exactly. you, have a, you have a 4k tv yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, look at you! I mean, I, I, so I, fancy. I'm sorry. I, I, had <laughs> I, I honestly like I say that, but it's like I'm blind, basically. So it's like yeah. I kind of question. Like, I don't know. I'm not one of those like super duper visual guys, but uh -huh. I mean, yes, obviously, I notice. You know, differences <laughs> between if I'm like even watching like the Blu-ray of the Matrix compared to the 4K, I can I can obviously see. So I'm yeah. not like I'm not that old yet <laughs> or that blind yet, but. <laughs> But I'm not also one of those people who's like I'm picking out like every little yeah. you know, thing here and there, which they're which is fine if you do, that's fine. It's whatever. I mean can't knock you. And so did you watch the 4K? You watched the I did. I did watch the 4K. And it felt and it felt greener when you watched it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm, I even have some I'm old clips. Interrogating you on the colors. Do what? I'm interrogating you on the colors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it it was definitely noticeable. And like that's what I'm saying. Like I even have some old clips like on my computer from the blu-ray that i had ripped and just looking back at them it's just it's like night and day it, it's yeah. pretty wild they said that that was like one of the, the hardest things that they had to do mm -hmm. <laughs> and then so once you have the white rabbit scene where neo follows the girl with the white rabbit tattoo mm -hmm. to um the like kind of snm hackers club mm -hmm. and they said that that it's was a real zombie. thing I, exactly. They yeah. just, that was a real club in Sydney. Okay. I believe and it. And all the people, they just like, are like, hey, we're going to film this here. And everyone wore their own costumes or like wore their own outfits. <laughs> their own, like, uh, their own wardrobe. And I'm just like, wow, that's that's amazing. And yeah, that's so cool. I, I have to point out that this is like so funny to me. Do you know the scene where Trinity is talking to Neo and they're having that conversation? Yes. And he like leans into him. So the visual effects <laughs> supervisor or, or manager, I guess I should say, he said his favorite effect is like this blue squiggly light that you see behind her shoulder as she's talking to him. Okay. 
That's what he said his favorite effect is in the movie. And I just thought that that was fascinating. Well, it's like, yeah. it's like a strobe light, huh? Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny because that's how like a someone who's super into their Yeah. Like, you know, like that's something he is so into. He notices that little thing and is like, oh, that's so cool. Whereas and, someone else is just gonna be like, oh, whatever, who cares? Yeah, you know, like, like, I, I don't think I had ever noticed that while watching yeah. this movie. And he's like, right. Oh, I love that light. I just think I don't know if he was being facetious, but it didn't sound like it. It sounded like he actually thought, yeah. thought that that was the best like effect in the movie. That's funny, but that's cool because that, that's the yeah. thing about watching the movie. You know, many times we always talk about like you don't you notice so many things every time you watch it. Like you'll you'll never get every little thing, no matter how much you've seen like, your favorite movie. You can keep watching it, and you're gonna always notice something different or new. Yeah, and, and what I was watching, and what I also noticed in that scene while he was talking about it, I was like, oh, this is setting up the kind of dichotomy of man and woman in this movie mm -hmm. and this is kind of what the Wachowskis like to play into and like the androgyny of it because mm -hmm. uh when Neo meets Trinity Trinity and he's like I thought you were a guy and she was like <laughs> everyone thinks that mm -hmm. and, yeah. and they're also they're like about the same height they have the same haircut they look the same I'm sure that people have picked up on this but I was like oh this is like playing into like almost an Adam and Eve dichotomy mm -hmm. that you see going on in these uh, in the Lukowski movies moving forward. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, no, it is. And yeah, like that's like their thing. Like they're yeah. super into that. Like everything they've done creatively all ties into that, you know, like yeah. in some aspect. I don't yeah. know if you ever watched like Sense8 or anything. But I, I haven't watched so Sense8. Awesome. Did you watch Sense8? Yeah, it's, well, I watched the first season yeah i didn't finish the second season but the first season alone was pretty amazing yeah yeah and like cloud atlas which is like another they take it even like a step further where it's like race and oh yeah sex and they kind of integrate that even mm -hmm. more but i just thought and i just love the scene where they're talking and i maybe this is why he loves it i don't know but it's like they're they're almost two halves of the same whole because he she's talking in his shoulder and she she's talking to his like and they kind of it's like kind of almost the yin and yang. Yeah, and yeah. That was such a cool shot. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it is, and it, it's 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 kind of funny because you 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 kind of just think it's like a standard you know back and forth conversational. Yeah. Shot, but it, it it can be more too if you, yeah. you know, like you said like you're seeing you're seeing more into it than. Like someone else might just be watching it and being like, oh, that's just a regular conversation. But yeah. you see, because you can analyze it, and you know, that's what's fun about movies. It is. It absolutely is. <laughs> you can see the surface or you can look deeper. <laughs> yes, I was just talking, I think I think I was talking about to Preston about that when we recorded. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what the fun part is. But I guess we should maybe yeah. talk about the cinematographer a little bit. Yes, Bill Pope. Yes, Let's Bill talk Pope. About Let's talk about him. So he's pretty good. He is. He is really good. So he kind of started off as it looks like a music video director. Mm -hmm. And then he did some of his first films were this is kind of amazing. Dark Man, Army of yes, Darkness, yes. Blank Check, and Clueless. Before he like yeah. there's a few before he does the matrix goes into the matrix. Yeah. I know. And the another one that he did that I didn't know he did until <laughs> this was Fire in the Sky, which is like you know that's like a, a movie that has traumatized a million people with that. I've never heard that. Fire in the sky. Oh, the alien that. abduction movie. 
I've never heard of that one. Oh, okay. Well, you got to check it out. Okay. <laughs> that's that's I like learning yeah. about new stuff. That's good to know because I've never heard of that movie. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, it's like early nineties. Um, it's about an alien abduction, you know, uh -huh. like supposedly true story and whatnot. And there's an abduction scene, a very famous, like, um, you know, it's, it's really goes for it and shows you a lot. And it's pretty disturbing, you know, like, yeah. It's one of those scenes that gets brought up when people are like, oh, what's the most traumatic, you know, scene <laughs> that you've ever seen in a movie or whatever? Yeah. Like, check it out. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> but <It> be warned. <laughs> oh, and also that's at the very end of the movie. So, like, you'll, you, for the most part, it's just him, like, about kind of, like, after it happens and him trying uh -huh. to, like, you know, come back into his normal life and, like, try uh -huh. to be normal. But he's, he can't really, obviously, because he's... Yeah. It's a pretty good movie. I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember it being wow. pretty good. It might not be as good as I remember. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm talking it up and watching me watch it again and be like, oh, it's not as good as I remember. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't mind. You know, like you just go into it with Blake Slate and see what happens. Yeah. But no, Clueless is awesome. Like I, I had no idea he did yeah. that either. Like I didn't know he did that either, which is like we love Clueless. You don't think about it, but the way that movie looks is very important. Like along yeah. with the costuming and the production design, like showing that off is extremely important mm -hmm. and you know you, you think of army of darkness and dark man as being like seminal Raimi films and those use these kind of like visual effects cinematography in order to mm -hmm. show off the different parts of the movie for storytelling like dark man you just always think of him like falling into the fire it's like very it's like a very um significant shot that you always think of when you think yeah. of that movie an army of darkness like just like all the little skeletons and stuff. it's been a while since i've seen that movie i should probably rewatch it army of darkness yes yeah yeah you should always rewatch army of I darkness. Know. it's always I good time to re -watch army of darkness. so much growing up yeah but now yeah that was like one of my like guy friends favorite movies to watch for the obvious reasons and i don't think i even saw evil dead till i was like in like later in high school or college but i just remember yeah me saying here i didn't yeah. see I so only saw Army of Darkness like as a teenager, you know. Yeah. My friend introduced it to me and then like he was one of his favorite movies. I never saw the Evil Dead movies till like recently, like a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. So I like I always felt like I knew what people are talking about when they're talking about that movie. And then I was like, oh, you know what? And I think I only saw Evil Dead too. I don't even think I saw the original the, Evil original. Dead movie until like mm -hmm. five years ago. But I felt like I saw that right. I'd seen Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Times. I think that happens too, just by like cultural osmosis. Yeah, feel like you've exactly. seen so many things that you haven't actually seen. It's like, well, I know this movie inside and out because I've seen it everywhere and everyone talking about it. Blah 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 blah. blah. But you haven't actually seen it. Yes, that happens so much. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I'm watching this movie because I think I've seen it, but I don't know. So I'm just gonna rewatch it again and see what happens. Um. <laughs> um so yes, so after Neo uh, meets Trinity and they're like integrating him into, and the, oh, I'm sorry, and then Agent Smith shows up and that's that part is really interesting when he goes to his office and they mm -hmm. track him down. And so the part with the, where he's in the office with his boss and they have this, the window washers. Yeah. They were like, that was a scene that Wachowski's wanted for humor. The like squeaking of the, the window. squeaking of the windows. Okay. Yes, and I was just I just found that very interesting because you don't 
you don't find them to be very humorous directors. And I right. just like love that they thought that that was so funny to like have <laughs> window washers. Well, it's also funny that they think it's funny because I never thought it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. I just I thought it was just cool or like oh that's a nice yeah. cut into the yeah, you know, transition. Like, like that's all I yeah, thought it was. Like that kind of cut is yeah. very interesting. That's funny. Interesting humor. I, yeah. To me, what's funnier is it, obviously it's become funny. Like, but like, it's hard not to think that it's funny, even like outside of cultures. You know, when Morpheus is talking to him on the cell phone, he's like, "Do it slowly." Yeah, yeah. You know, like the, just the way he's his intonation. But that's Lawrence Fishburne too, partly. You know, it's just like that's just the way he talks. Yeah, Especially, they, they had they. They used him for his voice. Like his presence yeah. and his voice are like very key to why this movie works. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Good. <laughs> I mean, and after, you know, I just went through through the John Wick movies again and mm -hmm. he's just like I don't want to say hamming it up, but he's he definitely goes over the top and I love he's, it. He's enjoying himself. Yes, having fun. Um, so I, one thing I wanted to point out was the scene with the bug where they put it into his torso. Mm -hmm. That is one of the grossest scenes. Yeah. But they, I just thought it was really interesting. So they had him use a torso cast. They had a torso cast built by mm -hmm. EMG, which is like a visual effects company, I believe. And how they did this is they did, and then also the, the, mouth where they close his mouth with like the matrix is like taking him over so his mouth melts um they used that by doing synthesis of the film animation and a digital shot the bug is entirely digital in that scene but then when they extract it later they have a real one that they built and that one took 12 weeks to make interesting i was just like all the little details of this movie you don't even think about but it all yeah. took so much time mm -hmm. and so much craftsmanship yeah which apparently movies don't get this much no they anymore. don't they don't and so, rush 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 hurry 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 yeah and yes. when and the interesting thing is that this movie was it went over budget and mm -hmm. over time and they just sent joel silver the first five minutes of the movie the the trinity sequence mm -hmm. and they're like he's like okay it's fine keep going go over budget and he oh was yeah like, sure really fine with right it. yeah I you give him that so interesting <laughs> well because like, I, I feel like that makes sense because like he's like an action guy so if they show him that yeah he's, he's gonna like, be like oh okay you're doing what good. are they doing <laughs> Sorry, and we both so, took drinks at the exact same time. I know. <laughs> uh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> and you go into the Morpheus scene after they take mm -hmm. the bug out of him. And they said that this was a really hard scene to film because of the reflections in the glasses. Yeah. And they really wanted, they wanted the reflections. And so they had to do they had to like storyboard it just correctly and adjust all the cameras just correctly in order to get that mm -hmm. reflection in his glasses because he they wanted that look right so it i did i did not look are those real because you know they yeah. kind of look you, they you are really real. like, okay they are his, his actual reflections yeah cool they so even better the, yeah exactly and one of the things that they were talking about throughout the process of making this movie is that the Wachowskis were very 
meticulous about how they wanted everything to look mm -hmm. even before they started like they knew how every shot of this movie was going to look and it was just basically like how are we going to execute this and they storyboarded like every piece of it mm -hmm. and like i just i would love to i i should have looked up and seen what if i could find some of the storyboards because i'm sure that they're probably amazing i'm sure i didn't look but i, I did use Talking about them having everything ready, I, I ended up watching a uh, a little short video. Uh -huh. uh, Bill Pope was talking about uh, it was actually for Bound, but uh -huh. uh, they were they were talking about how prepared they were. Like you're saying, uh, the the Wachowskis like that everything was already done. Basically, you know, kind of like when they started filming, like it was done yeah. in their mind. They just had to make sure that everything was following the steps to get there. Like there was no like deviation from it was already set like they they yeah. knew what was going to happen and then they just had to film it and that was it like so it was already like th that's pretty pretty tough you know but that's pretty awesome that they can be so sure of themselves and like prepared to yeah. do that like especially I mean, as a second feature and their first yeah. feature wasn't really very technologically based either yeah that's a like a real full-on noir like a you know, noir, noir you know mm -hmm. and this is like completely on the other side of that yep like full-on big budget action sci-fi yeah. movie like you're pushing every boundary like it's pretty crazy yeah yeah and i just think it's kind of amazing that they every they talked about how they they hated this movie because it would <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think that they would ever be able to live up to the amazing standards that they set for themselves in this movie by working on it. Mm -hmm. and, and everyone seemed to enjoy the process of making it. I mean, as far as what I could hear from this commentary. Right. Um, but, and I just think that that's really interesting how the Wachowskis were able to translate their vision so perfectly and were able to communicate that so well to the cinematographer, the visual effects, everyone on the team mm -hmm. in order to create this and it's just it just kind of shows their 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 foresight and their ability to communicate is kind of amazing yeah it, i think people do take it for granted like how hard oh, yeah. how hard it is to to make a movie alone but then to make something this big and this groundbreaking and you know basically life-changing for something like is even harder and it's just the fact yeah that they can do that and like they they're, they were pretty young you know i mean they were, they were 30 something but i even me now as 41 like i still feel like i'm a kid you know and i was like yeah i can't imagine like taking control or being able to like keep myself like and that, maybe that's just my own shortcomings but you know like just being able to do that like take control of this whole movie and this whole set and like but then again maybe it helped that they were together you know like yes that probably was also like a little foundational like stability for them too and like they were able to push each other the other one falls falters a little you know like they're there to uh -huh. help each other. but it's pretty cool i mean it's it's just it's pretty amazing to me that they were able to make yeah like he's i mean bound is like bound is off right don't get me wrong bound is yeah. also technically amazing too like in a lot of ways there's lots of cool things they did in that but it is again like just such a huge jump from bound yeah. to they, the matrix they, i mean yeah they obviously felt as like we see later on like they feel such a tie to this this universe that they created and mm -hmm. it's such a reflection of themselves and 
it's kind of a bummer. I don't want to bring it down too much, but it's just kind of a bummer that people have taken this universe that they have created as a as a force for good and positivity and you know representation and people are just like awful about it and oh yeah use it for their own mm -hmm. own ill will which i guess happens with the best of everything it seems like yeah know? it's like once you create something it's out there and you mm -hmm. can't take how someone's going to interpret it right we we see it and, and, and that's the other thing that sucks too is like you know like authorial whatever voice mm -hmm. like, they can say it all they want like no y'all are wrong but it doesn't matter because that person unfortunately doesn't care that they're saying they're yeah, wrong right like in their mind they've already the seen it this way. Yeah, yeah that's the good and the bad part about storytelling is that someone can really see themselves in in your story or someone could Take the see what they want to see, right? Exactly yeah, right. What they want to see exactly. Thank you for that spelling it out, but like that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is rough. Like the whole red pill, blue pill thing. I know that yeah. was going around and all that. And it's like, okay, or no, <laughs> just no, stop. And and to speak on their use of techniques in this movie and how they use them to tell the story um the visual effects uh gata he was saying that a lot of the effects that they use in this movie be, i think besides like the bullet time mm -hmm. which we'll get to um were techniques that have already been used but they're just using it in a different way in order to transform the story right, in order right. to tell the story versus being an effect to um kind of be maybe more like characterization like he was talking about the mirror melting in the scene after when neo's being taken out of the pod yeah and he look he's looking at the mirror and they have him strapped down and it's melting and they use it as a way to show the melting of the matrix world and him being in the you know quote unquote real world when he's going into the pod right yeah and that's one of those things where like you could see it that way or not. Yeah. it's like one of those uh, how you want to watch the movie like do you yeah. want to analyze it or do you just want to surface level it you know like you can watch it different ways different times like like me recently i feel like i've been like i don't know if i'm getting old or something i'm just like i'm like i'm turning into a surface level or i'm just like i feel like I, my brain can't like analyze anything anymore like i've lost power to like look past anything i'm just like i'm just gonna have to enjoy this for what it is on the surface and like i can't think past it i mean it'll happen naturally obviously sometimes yeah. but i for the most part now i feel like i'm just kind of sitting back and letting things just kind of happen uh which is i don't know probably that just kind of went off from what you were saying no, no, no. But i think this is interesting because i feel like I do the same thing from time to time. It's like sometimes like I just have to watch like like I will get into watching a movie at night and then I'll get like really burnt out on it. And so I'll have to go to like sitcoms or reality TV for like another week or whatever and just kind of cleanse my palate because right. I just don't want something I have to think about. Yeah. And like these kinds of movies make your brain think like they make right. them think on overdrive and it's like sometimes it's totally okay but sometimes i don't want to watch something that i'm not going to think about so i choose to not watch a movie yeah no that makes sense and this is a movie that 
is tough to like the surface is a lot right like <laughs> even if you are trying to just enjoy it you have to there's a lot going on that isn't just you know like they're bringing a lot of the deep stuff to the forefront so you yeah. can't even like turn your brain off and just enjoy it because there is still so much like stuff you're oh okay okay yeah, yeah there's like, not really a lot. any way to be light and fizzy with this movie which is totally right. fine like you can appreciate it for its story its effects like the acting all of the there's lots of different pieces that i think you can appreciate this movie for um and i think that's kind of why it's really special yeah well and yeah and i mean yeah i guess they do you know like we're saying that you can't and they do have the moments like sure if you take them in and of themselves like the trinity intro mm -hmm. you know the, the the kung fu fight between morpheus and neo you know like the little action set pieces sure those on their own if you just watch them you can turn your brain off and boom that's just a fun yeah. little action scene but yeah like everything in between is waste so much more than it's, it's like yeah. that's like the little respite almost but the respite is in your face action so it's, it's kind of funny 100 percent, and the action is kind of amazing because it's pretty much all done by the actors they really didn't use any mm -hmm. stunts stunt people yeah which is incredible and they once again like they did with the other scenes they storyboarded and they um recorded themselves on like a vhs player or something and mm -hmm. they just did it i can't remember. i don't know if i wrote down how long they did it um yeah i didn't write it down but they said it took them like i think maybe like a month or something or two months and it was just lawrence fishburne and keanu reeves practicing with the um stunt coordinator which i can't remember his name i think he's uh like a famous hong kong um stunt coordinator uh, Yun Wung Ping, or I yes, maybe. yes, exactly. I should have written it down, but yes. And so it was just them being really exact, finding out exactly how it was. And he was talking about how it it's almost like filming a dance, and it is like the action choreography is like filming dance. It's like it's so it's fil it should be filmed like similarly, and how they did that all themselves. And basically, they really didn't have to use any digital effects on the kung fu scene in um. And it was just editing out wires for like certain of the shots where they're like flying and stuff. Right, right, right. Which you can, I know, like those are like some of the scenes you can actually see in the movie. Yeah. Which I don't mind. Like I think it's kind of cool because. Yeah. I, think, I feel like some people might be like, "Oh, you see him grab the wires." It's like, <laughs> so. I mean, it's a movie. I I don't need to like it to be perfect. Like I'm okay. I can detach myself 100 percent and be like, to me, it's almost cooler because then I'm like, "Well, I know Keanu Reeves just did that, right?" Like. Yeah. You just grab that wire like it's whatever i don't know like i guess that some people but it's kind for of me, like a nice I'm all about, yeah for me i'm all about the scenes i love seeing the scenes mm -hmm. in the movie and how they're pieced together and so that's why like i'm very excited to do like a just you know practical slash visual effects mini series down the line because yeah. that is like one of my favorite parts and i and i love that about this movie and like other movies especially like movies from like the 80s and 90s where you see all those like little kind of like quote like errors quote unquote but mm -hmm. i love yeah. to see that yeah i do too I, I, it's, it's making movies like i mean yeah it, it gives it like a me. tangibility and you're like oh yeah. this is, it's not against a green screen mm -hmm. it's real yeah it's These real people doing things yeah exactly the the one scene that they talked about using a green screen which i think um 
besides uh, like some of the like bullet time action stuff that they use with the green screen is that I thought this was really interesting. So the scene where um, Neo is being trained by Morpheus in the Matrix and they're mm -hmm. doing that scene where they're walking down the like busy street and yeah. they intentionally use like other actors in the movie, but like dressed normally like right. the people who are on the nebuchadnezzar and stuff like that all those characters and the way that they um filmed it is they actually had to film three different parts the three different parts they shot the mm -hmm. crowd they shot agent smith and they shot neo and morpheus and then they used um light stands to represent the people Mm -hmm. in front of a green screen so that they could <laughs> exactly and then they could <laughs> film around them and i just thought that like it you feel like that that scene like you don't feel how much you, you don't realize how much work they put into just that one scene for everyone standing still oh yeah i know right like you just did all this and they're just there <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind exactly. of crazy. and the, and the next scene when he's when Neo is um, following Morpheus jumping over the building mm -hmm. and he falls into the ground, they said it was a direct quote from the Lukowski's for to make that look like Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Sure. And, it, and it's like the bounce back into the cement. It's just so perfect. It is. It's really good. And, oh, I didn't, I was, what was that? I was sorry. I'm sorry. My brain just completely <laughs> froze. I was like, it's okay. I had a thought. And then I was like, it went away. <laughs> It'll come back to you. It will. Hopefully, it comes back, man. God, I hate that. That's still worst. <laughs> no, it is. I that's that that's like the worst part of being, you know, like being old and like just. Kind of <laughs> no, but the thing is, the movie has things. so many parts. It's like it's it's crazy. You could do an actual like shot by shot analysis of this movie. Yeah, and like, yeah, and that's what I was looking. I was like, did I not make enough? I thought I did, and I was like, no, it's there. Okay, so it's like making me more frustrated. My brain's like, okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> But that's what, and that's also where they find out, like, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life, which is, it's a very uh, yeah. crucial story point that they tell via kind of showing and telling when they have him, like, wake up in the Nebuchadnezzar and he's, like, has blood in his, blood in his mouth, I think, or nose or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Falling yeah. and hitting the ground. And, like, that's a very important part. Yeah, it is. And it's, it. It is weird because I think that's the thing that people could probably get hung up on, you know, yes. where you start like you start nitpicking. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense, you know, like uh, it's that <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, again, I like I'm not gonna do that because uh, I, I don't I don't care. Like I'm I'm watching the movie. I'm letting it do its thing, telling me the rules. I'm gonna let yeah. it be the rules. I'm not yeah. gonna bring my own scientific, you know, knowledge into this movie because it's and, a movie still to me yeah. first and foremost. So. And I think that's part of like the the storyboarding thing and like this world building that they do so well is like you only kind of think about it if you go back to it or mm -hmm. if you know you watch it multiple times maybe you'll think about it but like the yeah. movie moves so fast and it keeps you intrigued the whole time that you're not you're not going to question that right away it's good it's taking you along with the tide of the movie and you're like all right mm -hmm. So we know that, and I'm gonna hold on to that in the back of my head for later. Yeah, for sure. I was just thinking. I was also thinking about. I know you were talking about the the dance, like yeah. filming like dance and stuff. Uh -huh. I was thinking about. 
how well the the fight scene between Neo and Morpheus is, you know, yeah. like how how smooth it is. Like, yeah, I think people forget how like it. I don't know how to like not slow pace, but it's like the the camera moves with them so smoothly that you it yeah. doesn't feel as fast, I guess, as like some fight scenes or whatever. But yeah. it's just you see everything, and it's film like the camera's exactly where it needs to be to where you see every single thing they're doing and like there's no you know all the editing and like cuts and everything is like it just feels so perfect like it's not cutting too much it's not cutting too little it's cutting at the right time not cutting in between things you know like it just it's pretty awesome like it's pretty, yeah, I, I, I think pretty if i remember tight. correctly yeah the editor he was saying i think it was uh his last name steinberg he was saying how it was very a lot of this stuff was very easy to edit because it was so storyboarded mm -hmm. and it was so thoroughly thought every part was so thoroughly thought out so it was easier for him to piece it all together i apologize if you hear my dog i'm sorry she's no, okay. <laughs> puppies are okay puppies okay. can be in the conversation <laughs> she just came to the door and started whining about it. <laughs> the, your puppy has very uh a lot of thoughts about the matrix I yes she does she's, she does <laughs> she likes it <laughs> Yeah, I think that editor he he was also the editor on Bound too as well. I think so. Yeah, he. Yes. He mentioned that he mentioned that exact same thing on that. Uh, he was on that video that I told you I was watching. Oh, Bill interesting. Yeah, he mentioned that exact same thing about Bound too, where it it made his job so much easier because they were already so ahead, or like you know yeah. they already had everything so planned out that everything was storyboarded and planned so well that it made his job so much easier, and then he could. He wasn't thinking about all these stupid small things to fix. It was like yeah. all these, oh, this is just what I need to do for the like the story and blah 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 just to help a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Which he said was just so much better. And when they needed it. So mm -hmm. that it would come off even more seamlessly. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I glad you said I forgot he was on there too and said that exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that. That's so great. So the they were talking about this one shot. Sorry, I'm like breaking this down. It's like the most shot by shot, but like this movie is like a shot by shot analysis. It is because they use There's so, so many, many shots te techniques exactly. But they're talking about the shot they of the these are the two most interesting shots that they had were like mm -hmm. when they're in the Nebuchadnezzar and they're in those like chairs to be taken into the matrix and mm -hmm. the cameras going around. Oh, and it. Are you said, talking about where it's cutting back and forth between the phone and like the? Yes. Okay. And they like fast cut, slow cuts to like build that transition into them being in the chairs, and then you turn around, and then you're they're all there, and they're like really sweet leather clothes, like standing and yes. looking like they're in a Vogue catalog. Like mm -hmm. that shot is so amazing. Yeah, I obviously I made a note of that one too. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> That's just so cool how it's like the top down 360, you know, painting camera, yeah. the, them in the ship, but then it keeps cutting back to the bone as they're each calling in, you know, or getting jacked yeah. in or whatever, LinkedIn. And then they're all there when you get to the end. It's and then they're good just stuff. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Looking this cool. I know. The costume. That's a whole nother episode. I know. It is. I know. Seriously, I costuming. could do an episode on this movie for like every miniseries because 
It's mm -hmm. just, there's so much to talk about in it. Like the costuming in and of itself is like, it's like even cooler hackers. It's like with all the leather and everything. <laughs> yes, it is cooler hackers. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, hackers has its own little personality, I think. I love hackers. I totally do. But yeah. it's more like teenager hackers, you know, because mm -hmm. they have that like early 20s kind of more grunge aesthetic, but they do wear a lot of leather and stuff like that. <laughs> Your dog agrees. Did you hear that one? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she agrees. He likes hackers too. Your dog has a sartorial eye. I really want to talk about the costume. <laughs> no, she'll, she'll get too crazy if I let her in. <laughs> And and then so this was break it down again, but the so when they are in the matrix and they're going to see the oracle, they said that this was something that a lot of people didn't notice is that when they're in the car and they they're going past the streets of the matrix, mm -hmm. they're actually filmed at two different speeds, and I think. I can't, oh, no, different frame rates. I'm sorry, not speeds, mm -hmm. different frame rates. Right. So it gives you that uneasiness when you're driving past the matrix and you kind of know that you're in the mm -hmm. matrix versus being in in the you know the underground area. It gives you that kind of uneasy feeling. And they weren't sure if people noticed that difference, but I did when they were explaining it and watching it. Right. I did and didn't realize why. Uh -huh. said it right like i was like mm, i didn't make a note of it but i remember looking out the windows and it's like mm, i don't know it seems weird but then i just went on and now you saying that that kind of makes sense so see yeah, I, so I did but didn't like you know kind of realize it kind of yeah because it, it kind of they're kind of training your eye to look for the green like mm -hmm. subtly and i think that they do that in the matrix but then they also do it again differently in the card even make you feel more unsettled with the like different frame rates and filming yeah. those different parts it's like so many little details that are thought out it's like they could have just filmed them driving down the street like most people probably wouldn't have noticed or cared yeah, yeah. i did you no i didn't make a big deal out of it and i didn't look at it but i did <laughs> and so one of my favorite parts of this movie is the oracle scene and this is kind of more where i'm going to talk about the acting versus the cinematography because yeah, i no, love that scene sure. so much gloria foster is fantastic in that that scene she is like speaking of kind of using someone for their voice like they're you like kind of similar to Lawrence Fishburne they're using her for the way they she says the the screen um or I'm sorry the text that they are writing like they are mm -hmm. using her to the best of her abilities to get every um meaning out of their words that they intend and her look and and her her look looks exactly looks like the hair and it's mm -hmm. kind of like almost like so curly and almost like triangle yeah all takes place in a kitchen and i think she's maybe on screen for f five maybe like eight yeah. minutes but i just it makes me think of that <laughs> judy wow. ben winning an oscar for being in shakespeare in love for like five minutes <laughs> you remember yeah. That? yeah well that's the thing though is i think you're literally hitting on it as like not that i remember her but i remember mm -hmm. the oracle yes no matter what like she's only on yeah. screen for five minutes or whatever but i 
that's something that I will think about anytime I think about the Matrix. Yes. Is the Oracle scene like so? She's important. So like, it almost makes sense sometimes for that to be the case. Like, oh, there there's an argument to be made. Does she get an award for that? Because yeah. why else do I remember it if she yeah. wasn't so good at playing the Oracle? I mean, part of it's her. Yeah, sure. Part of it's just that the point of the movie or like whatever she's saying and like her you know her part in the story is important too but if she wasn't playing that character it might not hit the same and i don't want to besmirch the next actress who plays her or anything but yeah i miss oh yeah her once we get to the the third movie you know yeah and, unfortunately she i think she died of yeah, cancer or yeah, something like the year or two after this is so sad. But I just think that she sets up the entire thesis of their idea in the matrix of, of the entire movie. It's like, is it destiny or is it fate or like, mm -hmm. or you make your own fate? You know, that, that is what she's setting up and she doesn't tell you the answer. That's the important thing. Mm -hmm. She doesn't tell him the answer he still has to figure it out on his own yeah like, of course he figures it out wrong immediately because of yes. what she says and, exactly you know, whatever but she doesn't but, say it yeah but his but, brain says well that's what she needs <laughs> exactly exactly but that's she puts this question out into the movie and they are spending the rest of the movie trying to answer it mm -hmm. and it's just like a fantastic use of her and keanu reacting to her because he is fantastic in this movie of course because he's just amazing Love i know isn't that weird people can think he's not amazing like what i know who are you watching i mean that's who he is like if you don't like that okay fine whatever i don't want to be your friend <laughs> but to say like he's not good or whatever no that's just anyway that's a that's another no, I love him. He's, he's one of my mom's favorite actors. So I grew up like um, a uh, clouds in the what is it? Walk through the clouds. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was one of her favorite movies. Like Speed, all you know. We watched all of those. Yeah. So I he has a special place in my heart. And like as as I've gotten older and learned more about him, also like just like the tragedies he's experienced in his life and the yeah. fact that. He, chosen to face um, the future with positivity versus bitterness of holding on to this, you know, the tragedy. I just think it's just, he's just really an amazing person. Yeah. From all accounts, it seems that way. Yeah. It really yeah. is. And it, it's so good to hear about people who are good people. Far between, sadly. Yeah. Yes, because like it feels like every other day we're hearing about someone being awful, and I'm just like, yes. oh god, do I have to hear about like that's what that's the thing about movies is I have is a like you have to put everything at the door if you're gonna watch certain movies. Like you have to put all of that baggage, mm -hmm. and sometimes it makes it hard. Like you know, some I do not really want to watch any Woody Allen movies ever again. And that's a, right. totally right. my my decision. But it's like, am I gonna watch a Brad Pitt movie? Maybe because he's an actor in a bigger ensemble. It's like a different conversation. I feel like personally, um, but everyone breaks their own rules. Like you know, certain people they just want to watch, and you know, I totally understand. Yeah, it's that's like the impossible subject, right? Like it, it is. Like, so many 
gray areas and like lines that people can make and like scales and yeah. whatnot for what's bad, what's not, what's worse, you know, like, yeah. And it just becomes this huge thing and it's, <laughs> it is hard to deal with. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. and there's, there's no right or wrong. Well, I mean, you can think there's a right or wrong, but I don't think necessarily that there is right. Like, yeah. I too am not going to watch any Woody Allen movies because that's my choice. Yeah. Because I don't like that stuff. Oh, yeah. Not not movie wise, but him wise. Yes, and exactly. I don't care enough about his movies, and I never was attached to any of them that I care if I miss any. Yeah. Right. But you know, if tomorrow I found out that Steven Spielberg, you know, was like a pedophile or something, you know, like what yes. am I going to do? I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to imagine that world, but <laughs> like you know, I don't know. I still listen to Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, no, even though my own thing all the time, right? Like, yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange when you can and can't disconnect or separate or, you know, it's it is it's tough. Yeah, it's hard to live in that gray area, especially right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, but I mean, I respect anyone's choices unless they're. I mean, I respect people's choices to watch what they want to watch. Like, I'm yeah. I'm not the police. I'm not the film police. Yeah. No matter how much I try to get a badge right. and be the film police, they won't let well, me do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I nominate you and I wholeheartedly support you yes. in this endeavor. But yeah, it, you're you're right. I mean, like it 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 it's it is tough. Like, it doesn't make you a bad person if you watch this movie directed yeah. by Woody Allen. Yeah. Um, that's not how that works, right? Like, obviously, you're, you're, you can't get mad at someone if they still want to watch Match Point or whatever. You know, yeah. like maybe they love Scarlett Johansson or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. You know, okay, watch it. That's fine. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, it's whenever people do start to try to say, "Well, you now are bad too." Yes. It's like, well, no, because yeah. I wholeheartedly disagree with all of that and yeah. denounce all that but I like this movie mm -hmm. and I'm turning that off in my brain for a second like yeah and sure not everyone can do it and that but yeah having that internal switch you know yeah and also and again, our own personal connections with movies and like well, you know I also our own personal connections with yeah. the scenario of what the situation that's bad yeah. is dealing with can yeah. also play a huge part right like let's not forget that if you had the same like whatever like if you had whatever the same situations happened to you yeah in your life that this person was responsible for right then you might yeah. be at a higher level to say yeah no 100 done right like i'm not even tired and i would respect that right you know? But even then, still, you still can't say, well, it happened to me. I know this is yeah. the worst thing in the world. You're a piece of crap for that. Well, no, that's still not fair, even though, in, you know, you might feel like it is for you. Yeah, and I feel like that's, that's what's so that's, tough. Yeah, and that's, it's, it's a really hard discussion, and but it's a necessary one. Um, and I just feel like <laughs> it's like one of those things, those film Twitter things that pop up every once in a while. Yeah. And I just... And I feel like there's so much like gatekeeping and stuff that happens and need to tell people how they want to live their lives. And, you know, I might judge people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, I, 
no, don't judge but, away. Like, judge away. Right. Well, sure. I no, but do like, it all the time. Have, exactly. It's like we have to, you know, judge people on what they do, like, versus, like, what they watch. It's like you, like, you yeah, may yeah. want to watch, like, A Birth of a Nation as a historical context. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand that. Like, there are things you may want to watch because, you know, you want to see what, you want to see what it was like and how art was made during that time. It is kind of like a sociological, uh, you know, preservation history. Yeah, like just yeah, you know, exactly. Well, that's what we're dealing with right now, right? With these books, like isn't that going on? Like the the yeah. Bond books and the Red Wall yeah. books that are getting censored, and they're like literally rewriting them, and it's like. That's the wrong way to do this. Yes. Like, okay, exactly. so okay, I'm gonna bring up Disney. They're not perfect either, right? Obviously, but yeah. at least like when they're they're putting those little warnings and stuff before the movies on like Disney Plus and stuff. Oh, this has representations. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Okay, that's fine. Do that. Like, do that for everything. What's the problem with just putting a little thing that says, "Hey, this was written in 1922 and." Well, it's got it, some crazy stuff in there that yeah. doesn't fit our societal norms anymore or you know you can't anyway that's no it's, <laughs> it's a digression but it's interesting and i just think like i feel oh we can move on after this but yeah. I, just say, I just feel like it's a way for people to avoid having conversations with people in their lives and their kids about stuff rather than if they ban it they want to talk about it or and change then, it completely. Yeah, it's like, well, that doesn't exactly. even exist anymore. Like, and then they're gonna ha- they'll have to deal with their own prejudices. Yeah. But okay, I digress. Yeah. But Keanu Reeves. Know, we're getting scary here. It's like, <laughs> no, I did the same thing with Preston. The world sorry. sucks. I can't help it. I can't help it. I just have Put to me in the matrix. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I wanted to talk about <laughs> the ending scenes because they are very important. The first scene where they come in they're going to save morpheus because morpheus has been captured by agent smith and they're going uh neo and trinity are going back in to save him oh and we got to do a quick shout out to joey pantoliano for his <laughs> evil he's like the perfect evil man and he's so good in this movie but that's what no, happened. Right? no one else it's like you see him in the movie and you're like yeah. no one else could have played that right like, yeah he, that is so good he is so good but yeah so you know he is you know killed most of the people and eternity and you are the only ones left and so they do they're going to save morpheus and so they are going into that building and they have all the guns and they're shooting up all the people and they're like and the scene where trinity does like that cartwheel mm-hmm. on the wall they only had one take to do that because it would have taken them six to eight hours to rebuild the columns <laughs> because all of that was practical. Right, None right. Of that was CGI. Yeah. The all the gun, like they were like you know, I think they planted the gunshots, so they weren't actual guns, but like the exploding of the columns and stuff like that. Right, there was little good. triggers in there that yeah, would be exactly. set off and whatnot. Yeah, so that was all real. They all did that, and they thought, and they were like, well. We can make this really violent because none of these people are actually real. They're in the mm-hmm. matrix. They're like they're like they're robots. So we can go all out on this scene. Mm-hmm. I just think that's kind of interesting. The idea of making these people not seem real because they're virtual. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it is interesting, and it's also interesting because it's like they have to justify it. The movie's already rated R. Yeah. Exactly. Right? I mean, and then it's like. 
also we just see so much stuff i don't know maybe it's a already a different time now that we're yeah. just so like even more desensitized to it even so it's just like that scene feels almost like oh, okay now it, yeah, maybe that's just me it right I don't it, know. It, it just like punctuates that like action and it, mm -hmm. it sets up the stakes for the rest of the movie and you have that scene you have the bullet bullet time scene and the helicopter scene and then you think the movie's going to be over and then you actually have one more scene mm -hmm. where neo realizes like his ability to overcome the matrix and become you know the one neo yeah. the one i know so smart <laughs> but i guess we should talk a little bit about bullet time on how this scene changed good luck everything <laughs> I've, I've watched every making of about bullet time i've read everything about it yeah. i'm like i still don't understand exactly like how they're doing it like even if i'm reading it literally in front of me right now it's like i don't get yeah, it like, I, mean, I get it but i don't like i can never understand like my brain's just like man that's a lot like because they're just like doing so many different things and yeah. melding them all together to do this one sequence it's it, i mean it's obviously amazing like technical thought and process to do it but yeah I, i'm like I, I don't even know how y'all do that like outside of yes i've seen how they do it literally with my <laughs> eyes and like i know but i don't know it really my brain can't comprehend it still blow people's mind because it's like you can understand someone doing like uh i don't know like you can understand someone filming something against a green screen you can mm -hmm. understand that concept where they fill it in like you may not understand exactly how they do it but you can understand the generalities right this it's like they took it they had to take every step yeah. so specifically to make it come out correctly like they had to they blocked it first it's just like amazing how much they did so you need to know how, where the subject is going to move and then they did com computer like I, I guess it's like they used a virtual camera to show the path of where everything would right. go like to, to, to simu first, simulate yeah. what was going to yeah, happen what was exactly. supposed to happen right so they're they're doing that first step and then they use that as a guidelines to set up this intense rig that specialized specialized especially made for this with 120 cameras right still cameras 120 mm -hmm. like he is surrounded by 120 cameras it's just like amazing to think of like when you're seeing how it's done and what how they edited that out like that's kind of amazing in and of itself yeah, it is and then they would each take still photos like it's not really uh like it is a film camera, but not really. They're each taking individual photos so they could break that down mm -hmm. and show all the different points of the bullet and him moving backwards. Yeah. I'm probably not even explaining it correctly that way, but that's well, kind of the basic idea. Of how no, I, yeah, you sounded like what you were saying sounded like what I had just read like 10 minutes before we started talking. <laughs> yeah. And like the last YouTube video I watched, you know, like, uh, but yeah, and like, I know people out there are probably like, 
dummies. They're probably yelling. It makes so right much now. sense. Oh, you said it all wrong. You know, know. It's like, well, how do you not understand? It's about. so simple. It's like, well, whatever. Okay, good for you. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Simplify it. No, no, no. The idea is to kind of simplify it and break down that barrier. Is like we yeah. want to know what's happening and how they're making this. Yeah. Well, like it's very good luck <laughs> on, on this aspect. Like, yeah, I mean, like you did say it as best you get. Like, you can break down all the little parts, right? Like, yeah. it's a 120 cameras taking a picture, and then those are getting put. You know, they like didn't they like film it with two separate cameras? Yes, around them, and then basically they put those still images, you know, into the film. Yep. So they're editing that together. So it's almost like. Uh, animation with film it's kind of weird like right but yeah it is hard to explain in a simple way other you know outside of just kind of saying the steps you know like and it's kind of amazing they used so as i was talking to preston about this earlier with the searchers they used <laughs> vista vision for this oh yeah which is something you think about something that they used a long time ago, but yeah. like, but it's really just a simplified way of turning the camera so you get a wider angle. And mm -hmm. it it's kind of amazing. They're still, as we we're talking about, they're using these techniques that have been around, but they're just using them in a slightly different way. Right. Well, that's another thing that we didn't even really talk about is like yeah. this is ninety nine. This is all film. Like we're not using digital cameras. Yeah, exactly. Like it's all shot on real thirty five millimeter film. Mm -hmm. Which just isn't the way it is done normally anymore, right? Like yeah. Outside of our sadly, Christopher Nolan's and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder, is do you think Barbie's going to be filmed on film? <laughs> uh, I hope so. I would I love know. that so much. I actually, it I'm would look try, amazing. I'm going to try and Google that because I would. <laughs> Or at least I'm going to hold that question in my brain if I can't find it out now. Because, like, that is one of my most anticipated movies of the year. And I think that movie would look so good on film. Yes, it would. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's the thing is people can't really argue. Film looks great, right? Like, that's the point. Yeah. And, yeah, Barbie, that would look nice. That really. Yes. Mm, yeah. That would be sweet. I didn't even think of that. What was it? <laughs> when Nolan, I was like, oh, yeah, Oppenheimer. Barbie yeah. are coming out yeah. the same day. Yeah. And I was like, okay. oh, oh okay, gotcha. That's how you that's where my brain was going. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, I was like, where did she get Barbie that's, from? That's <laughs> my demented brain and how it works. Opens on the same day. It's like Christopher Nolan movie. That makes sense. It all makes sense now. <laughs> oh, I know. All right. So do you have anything else you want to talk about? That's kind of the everything that happens in the movie. The oh, the uh, helicopter scene at the end was real. Mm -hmm. That they really did that. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of amazing. She actually like um was driving the helicopter and there was stunt man on the end of it. Just yeah. incredible. Well, I know. I mean, like that it's so cool. And I I think people again today like just, just forget like, you know, you're so used to see so much CG and whatnot. Yeah. Like, it's so nice to have like them be able to do all these things yeah. practically and just like have little things here and there that are CG or whatnot, like this explosion bubble or that little piece of fire, you know, like it's, it's yeah. just like adding, it's not, it's not the whole thing, right? Like they're only using it sparingly to, Oh, just add a little touch up here, there, you know, like, and I think that's the best way even now, but I know money is a, obviously an issue. Yeah. Like, and I just wanted to kind of end with this whole thought that Steinberg said that he calculated 
actually one time how much digital process was used in this movie and mm -hmm. it was actually only about 20 percent yeah i know that's crazy and you, you kind of think of oh the matrix that's like a cg movie yeah no not really like, it's yeah. really not people think of it as kind of like the s start of the cg stuff but i mm -hmm. i think it becomes it, they really use it as a supporting character and they use all these other techniques to um yeah it's just another tool I mean, yeah really. to fill it out exactly yeah um, so is there any other movies people should see besides fire in the sky do you have any other recommendations that people fire in the sky. i don't even know if people should see that like i said i haven't seen it in a while no, but no. I, I remember liking it you said uh, that people should see that movie <laughs> i did say that i don't even know if i'm right i i'm holding that. you accountable um no, I mean all the John Wick movies, obviously. These are okay, tangents. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what's going on right now. I've only seen the first one, so yeah. we're catching up. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you got some good stuff. So I, uh, I just, you know, I I got to watch the new one Thursday at three o'clock. First showing. Yeah, had to be there. Ear infection and all. Like. Aww. Oh my god! Yeah. You have an ear infection this whole time. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. It's 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 calming down. Like I'm. It's, it's on the tail end of it, but Good. you know, where it's oh. like well, kind of still. You. I'm sorry, out. I annoyed you with all my bullet time bad descriptions. No, 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 <laughs> no, this is possible. I'm not gonna miss this. Uh, oh, I mean, but yeah, like, uh, I was talking, we were talking about the the action earlier. Oh, you know, yeah. Chad Stosky, obviously, John Wick yeah. director, you know, Ken Reeves, stunt double, yeah, Matrix guy, all this stuff, like, so their connection, and then like it just kind of makes sense you know like how smooth the matrix action is you yeah know? it's because like how smooth all the john wick movies you know it just goes goes into that like still doing it now yeah absolutely well thank you do you want to throw your handles out for people to follow you uh, or do you care no follow you? okay don't follow try me. and find him yeah, no, I'm, just internet. <laughs> I'm just kidding um yeah twitter's uh I hate mine is bad because it it's got an underscore, so it's hard to say. It's at TJ underscore Mackey, and that's M A C K E Y four three two. There you go. I like it. Make it complicated. Make it hard for them. Make them find you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again, and you can follow Schooled by Cinema on Instagram and Twitter. It's just Schooled by Cinema. And thank you again, and have a great day. Bye. Bye.